That's when the real nightmare begins. Should've filled up that restaurant booth instead with Boulder Boss and Friends. So, Mike. Mm-hmm. I was listening. I was listening to to the, um, a recent. I don't know if it's the latest one, but it's a recent virtual pros. Mm-hmm. And you're talking about is it called Fire Pro Wrestling? Yes, it's a game. And you're already a pro at it. You already have opinions and depth of depth of use. <laughs> like this game is about <laughs> ten minutes old, and you already know a whole bunch of shit about it, and have all have custom characters made of, of some people we know. Uh, you have video footage of you like getting what our friend Wealth hit in the nuts. <laughs> um, and then on top of it, you talked to me recently about you know Steve A. Like, like we for people who first of all stop what you're doing if you didn't watch our video uh, a week or two ago, go do that. We put some we put some time into that one, <laughs> and it's maybe the only video we're ever gonna make because that's yeah. <laughs> it's a super pain in the ass. But we took that video from a guy named Steve A. And you told me today about how you delved into some of his other videos and, and you and you formed an opinion on him. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're doing at least two podcasts. Mm-hmm. Um, you were listening to two simultaneous podcasts when I was talking to you earlier. <laughs> uh, and you and on top of this, you keep track of a lot of YouTube subscriptions and you're looking for more subscriptions. You're always talking about subscriptions and you seem to be on top of things and you seem to be watching videos that it doesn't fit. It doesn't work out for me. What are you, what are you doing? What the fuck are you doing? How do you have yep. all this time? How are you so good at like managing your time that you can watch like Gothic King Cobra videos that are four hours long and find I the think, good <laughs> I think it's uh, you've just been working at Indie House for so long that <laughs> that you don't like th- this is a new. Ex- I mean, I've I've worked from home in the past before, but yeah. usually it's under different circumstances where I was broke. Here I'm I'm making tons of money. I'm working at home and I'm used to commuting an hour to and an hour back from work every day. So I got two extra hours a day. It's like I'm the man with the most time on his hands ever now. Like I can. I can I can sign off from work and shut down my computer, and two seconds later I could be playing Fire Pro. <laughs> it's amazing. And do you play multiple games, or do you like sizzle into one game and make that your life for a, a few months? Or oh yeah, I, I can't I can't swap games anymore. I have to just be focused in on on one game. Um, but the what was I going to say? Um, yeah, I will say though, I, I'm I'm just keeping up the appearance. My my YouTube watching and my podcast listening has gone down a little since then. Yeah. But yeah, without a commute, I don't listen to podcasts at all. It, it, I have to yeah, find yeah. time to to listen to podcasts now. Um, and, and you know, some of my friends who have multi-hour podcasts, I'm sorry, I'm way behind and probably <laughs> never going to catch up on what you're doing unless I get a different job sometime soon. Speaking of uh, podcasts, this is just a little tidbit. Um, the the Yacht Rock podcast Beyond Yacht Rock I think it's I don't know if it's ending you've been paying more attention I don't know what's going on but it's ending or changing but uh, a couple episodes ago uh, JD asked about a commercial mm-hmm. where he says that uh, there was a Taco Bell commercial to the tune of Orleans Dance with Me that was sour cream I want to top your taco sour <laughs> cream <laughs> and um you know, he just threw it out there. He's like, yeah, if anybody knows this commercial, find it. And I looked and, oh, my God, this is a mystery. This is a legit <laughs> mystery. Uh, this goes, you know, I, I just did a real superficial scan. I don't really have time for anything right now. So, I, I you know, I, sleuthing is used to be my game. Uh, you know, I, I have a, a nickname that I earned because I'm, I'm like an Internet Google guy. You know, I'm a sleuth and I love it. And I love, even if I don't know what you're talking about, I can usually solve the mystery. Not really so much anymore because the Internet's getting thick. <laughs> it's getting so noisy and thick that you can't always find things, you know, but, but if, you know, if you look, if you go a few steps in and you haven't found even a trace, that's kind of a good sign that you might be onto a real mystery. And this one's a real mystery. So this, they Taco Bell made a bunch of these commercials that are kind of like parodies or tributes or whatever of, of popular songs from like the seventies and eighties. You can't find a trace of these things. So if anybody is really bored uh, and you want, you have more energy than me and you, and you think you can top, Top, top the king the the words are sour cream i want to top your taco put that in quotes <laughs> and find that commercial for me there's probably money in it there's <laughs> at least 11 years worth of people looking for this commercial unsuccessfully right now on the internet you could be you could be something you could make a name for yourself i'll, uh, I'll keep an eye out in my uh my watching of blocks of commercials because <laughs> that's a thing that sucks about if you're trying to you can find many old commercials these oh, days, yeah. but but you cannot find specific ones because 
they just put them up in blocks, which I love, but mm-hmm. it sucks in moments like these. Yeah, listen, 80s Commercial Vault and you others out there, I'm glad you're there. I'm glad you're doing this, but you could step up your game <laughs> and actually like, you know, list the commercials in the descriptions and put timestamps there. Get a guy. Get a, <laughs> get a like a Fiverr. Put Fiverr.com. Put it up there. I'll spring for some of it. Uh, <laughs> speaking of YouTube, I found something. I don't know if you know about this. Have you heard of the Gourmet Makes channel? Gourmet Mix? No, I don't think so. Makes, uh, like it's oh, in, you know, no. M-A-K-E. Gourmet Makes. It's, 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 this is nothing, it's not, this is nothing like dark or sarcastic or cynical or anything like this. is just a pretty good channel where a gourmet chef is trying to make like Twinkies and uh, hmm. twizz, Twizzlers. And like she just, she looks at the box and I like it because she doesn't pull any of that nonsense. She doesn't read the ingredients go like, oh my God, this is making me sick. You know, she, doesn't, <laughs> she doesn't do that. She, she faces this thing down like she stands toe to toe with a Twinkie. Or with with a gusher can like she she makes gushers, uh, and she <laughs> looks the problem in the eye and she meets it head on and it's sincere and she has a real kitchen she has a real staff I don't know what her deal is I didn't get that far into it but it's it's a well produced it's kind of like a you know it's it's almost like a Netflix uh, show or something like that it's like actually well produced and you know she just uh, attempts to use real a real kitchen and real food and you know real techniques to make you know garbage food. And it's pretty good. Like, I think it's actually like a pretty good watch if you're into sort of like sincerity, you know, someone who is uh, as as intrigued about junk food as you or I, <laughs> uh, but has way more skills than you or I will ever know. Uh, it, that that does that does remind me. I am I am currently trying to build a uh, a meat doll. So <laughs> I, <laughs> I, uh, I I want. Yeah. It's your personal Instagram, but you're yeah, you're Mike Dick, M I K E D I K K. Yeah, I went to the uh, I went to the grocery store this week or the Target this weekend to uh, to buy buy what I need to make it, and it has everything that I would need, like optimal ingredients. But um, they don't they don't make old creepy dolls anymore. I, I found <laughs> out going through the the girls the little girls toy section in Target. There's not it's all just Barbies and yeah, like those other like so I don't know what the fuck I'm gonna do. Like I don't want to make a uh, Barbie meat doll because I think that's gonna be lame. I want to make a real creepy meat doll. And, yeah, you need uh, that face, that weird haunted Christmas yeah. decoration face or something like that. So yeah, if any list, if any listeners out there know where I can get a haunted creepy doll about nine inches tall, doesn't have to be old. It just has to look has have that look, and uh, you know, for relatively under twenty bucks. I don't want to. I'm gonna take three slices off this meat doll and probably throw it in the street. So I just want to take it for the pictures. So. <laughs> So this know. doll has to be nine point one <laughs> inches tall. I'm just trying to find um this this uh this cookbook I bought. It's I don't have it laying around, but it's from like 1975. It's by some French woman who supposedly has uh no uh no like she had no official training in cooking or anything like that. She was just really positive, and <laughs> she she's she made this cookbook, which is a quote unquote cookbook because all it is is arranging food in uh creative edible ways on and one of them yeah one of them is called a, 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 a bridal meat doll and you basically take a doll and through uh through a little magic through a little smoke and mirrors it looks like she's wearing a dress made out of meat mm-hmm. and uh i can you know i, I really want to do this because it's gonna be make a fucking good picture but um yeah. but it's just like this this cookbook is barely passes a cookbook there's photos of stuff and uh, there's no like like actual word for word recipes. It's just kind of like chapters on like suggestions on how to do all this stuff. There's pictures in the book that have no chapters. It's just like a picture of something she made that she was proud of. She doesn't even tell you what the fuck it is. It's just like shit like that. So uh, yeah. this is meat dolls posing more of a problem th- than I thought. But I just I just really need the creepy doll guys. So if you guys have a creepy doll out there, let me know. And follow Mike Dick on Instagram because he's already bled for like really, really bled <laughs> yeah. for this. I mean, it, yeah. like he sent me a picture. It looked like the cover of Unsane, Scattered, Smothered, <laughs> and Covered. It's just like it's a it's a shit show. Yeah, that's <laughs> like, yeah, pretty bad. Cut off his own hand. But so yeah, so there hasn't been too much retro recipe action on my Instagram lately. But that's why because I don't I don't want to fucking half-ass this meat doll. This is gonna be my coup de gras. It's a fucking yeah, it's, meat doll. It's tough when you embark on something like this and you do it in a linear fashion and then you hit like a like a combo breaker. Yeah. Boy, it really takes the wind out of you. But I'm, <laughs> I'm glad that you still have the drive to <laughs> to complete this. Yeah. So we got a couple emails. We don't get a lot of emails. We finally got some. So they're being they're being honored. 
Like you said, if you trust me right now, if you send border boss an email, border boss, eternal at gmail.com, we're going to read it because we don't have <laughs> shit else. Um, listener Pierce from kissing contest, uh, fame. He used to write in all the time, right? Yep. He used to have a heated rivalry with Joe Hawk. I loved it. They were great emailers. Yeah, yeah. Um, all he wants to know from us is which of the major fast food brands do we think are going to be the first to accept cryptocurrency? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know anything about uh, cryptocurrency. Like, do you uh, you have you have any Bitcoin? Like, no, man. I didn't. I didn't fall for that. Um, as far as which ones I think would accept them, I don't think it would be any of the uh, traditional fast food brands that we've all grown up with. I think if I think the closest would be I would say Chipotle. Yeah, I could see Chipotle. I mean, I think Starbucks would probably do it, but that's oh not yeah, for fast sure. Food. Yeah, yeah. But you know, like uh, a friend and listener, Sarah sent me these pictures of this place where they're using you know like Epcot rainbow graphics mm. on everything, and you know, and they serve blueberry soda, and you know, natural <laughs> birch beer instead of instead of Coke. Yeah, you know, it's one of those cool city places. That place is going to take Bitcoin. Yeah, there was many, um, many kind of food type places in New York before I moved out that were switching to a uh, complete cashless, just no cash. Wow. How do you? Oh, well, just, oh, like debit yeah, cards. Just, yeah, just credit card only. Just moneyless. Yeah. Mo- moneyless transactions. <laughs> I just walk in and maybe you just give me a sandwich and I'll just leave. Yeah. <laughs> we also got a uh, an email from listener James. Uh, who I mistook for my other, like he, his uh, Instagram name is so similar to something that a friend of mine would use that I just thought I was looking at my friend's feed. I was like, this is really weird. Why is she, <laughs> why is she flexing her like masculine muscles in the, <laughs> in the gym or something? Uh, and the year was 1998. Godzilla 2000 was coming out. I forgot about that. I forgot that there was mad <laughs> merch for Godzilla 2000 at Taco Bell. It was a bomb uh, of merchandise. Um, he was sure there would be some lizard themed bean and cheese combos to purchase, but no. Uh, so he just bought a burrito Supreme because he refused to do anything but live moss and live to his full potential. So his mom got him this burrito cause he apparently, Oh, he's an 11 year old boy. He told me that. And he decided to shovel this burrito into his stomach like he hadn't eaten in six months. And in one instant he had a full half pound of beef, cheese and rice in his, in his esophagus, but also blocking his airway. And that <laughs> was it. And he was choking to death in the middle of a Taco Bell. Uh, his, you know, his the, the, his vision was squeezing down to, to a pinpoint and his life was flashing before his eyes. And an off-duty nurse was in Taco Bell and gave him a Heimlich maneuver. Oh, man. That saved his life from all this beef. An 11-year-old boy saved on the spot by a nurse. <laughs> I don't, that's, like, that. How you know, how lucky is that? That never happens. No. Um, he said, you know, my dying breath could have been on the brown tiled floor of a Taco Bell. That's not so bad. Yeah. <laughs> You know, we're all we're all gonna go like yeah. if the last thing I see, who knows what happens after we die? Maybe you just live in your last vision. And if my last vision is the floor of a Taco Bell, okay. He's I still eat Taco Bell and I still choke on it every time I eat it. So this is interesting because when I was a boy, I was probably the same age, probably like nine or. T- have you have you ever had a a choking uh like a, a near death experience at all? I, I do also when I was nine or ten too. Is, yeah, this <laughs> must be like this is when you learn. This is like yeah. this is the crucible. Uh, if you make it past your choke when you're nine to eleven years old, then you get to keep living. Yeah. And uh, I was actually uh, ramming a tortilla, like triangular, giant, thick, tor- like lunchroom tortillas down my throat. <laughs> and one of them just went fully triangular down into my throat, and I knew I was in trouble. And I just started ramming chocolate milk in after it, like that was going to do it. I didn't. I just actually filled my throat also with chocolate milk which i was also now gagging and choking <laughs> on and so i walked over to the garbage can and i was like pointing at my throat and doing the universal sign at the lunch lady and she just looked at me like i was an asshole she like looked <laughs> over her, she looked over her glasses at me and i was like oh, you know like making the making the symbols and she just kind of like turned away and like shook her head like i was just some asshole and so i walked over to the you know i walked over and when i bent over all the milk and everything just poured out because the it, it wasn't going down. It was just in my throat. And then I Heimlich myself against the giant, filthy, stinking garbage can rim and got it out. Oh, and my I, God. And, a lot. <laughs> and then I and then I went back to, you know, to my table and just started drawing myself with a triangular chip in my throat like I was an ostrich, <laughs> like, like like those Guinness posters of the ostriches. With the, I just that was a obsession of mine. I started drawing my myself with the neck with a triangle in my neck like I was going <laughs> to die of a nacho chip. 
yeah, mine. I have well, I have my story, and then I have another another mystery for our listeners to solve because your okay. story reminded me of it. But um, my story was yeah, I was like I was like nine, and we were me and my friends were playing on a pond that was iced over, so it was just like a thick block of ice over the pond, and of course I fell through it. <laughs> and um i guess you know i lifted myself up out, out like through the, the ice hole and i guess that's that's a long shot to begin with i guess i guess right. i guess not yeah. a lot of people even hit, hit that moment so no you die so if you fall through the ice you're just supposed to like be swept away by the current and you're supposed to look at the bottom of the ice as your friends tap yeah. on the top hoping to save you and not and so i avoided like the major pitfall of this and then it was uh you know this was when i was a young boy so cell phones did not exist um, and so it was obviously cold out because the, the pond was froze over. So, you know, I just fell in the coldest water you could fall in. So it was uh, clearly freezing. And, uh, me and my friends started just knocking on, you know, all the closest doors to get the phone, like to use a phone to get like one of our moms to get us. And it took a few different door doors, uh, to let, let a freezing nine-year-old boy use their phone. <laughs> like it took at least, yeah, like I think I, the third person finally let me use the phone, but yeah, the first two people were like, nope. And I was just like, I'm a, like, I'm a freezing young boy. <laughs> and uh, yeah, nah. so I could have, I could have died of hypothermia. And I like, I would have haunted those people for the rest of their lives. But wow. they're, they're lucky I didn't. <laughs> uh, but uh, my mystery, though, your 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 uh, tortilla chip story reminded me. I don't think a lot of people know that back in our day, when we were little boys, tortilla chips were pretty gross. They were uh, not good. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, I swear, this is another mystery that Scott has never been able to solve for me. But I swear, because his his story of uh, choking on these, because I used to always scratch my throat on these fucking tortilla chips. Not choking, but just scratching my throat. And uh, when I was young, I swear to God, we used to get these tortilla chips that came in a box. And no one can prove this for me. It was like a red box, and it was just like, it might have been, it might have even been a store brand. I don't know, but it was just like, that's how tortilla chips came like to my household right. was I didn't see a bag of plain tortilla chips until many years later. It was so, so for several years, plain tortilla chips were in a box and no, no one has proof of this. I'm with you though. I'm totally, I, I, I can taste these tortillas. Yeah. They're always stale. Yeah. Even when you, you bought a fresh new box, uh, they came out of the box kind of like rubbery and stale, I think for the most part. Yeah. And I was thinking that they were the ones that are like in a strip. Because there was some that were in a rectangular strip, you know, that yeah. really curled like a Frito, and we had those a lot. And I was thinking, I can't find we I can find uh, tortillas in a box. There's like a mission or something like that. You can find those, but you can't find some sort of '70s picture yeah. or something from Shoprite, you know. Yeah, that's the, the only the only thing I can think of is it, it was a store brand, but I'm not positive of that. And I remember it was a deep red, so it was either Finest or Stop and Shop, probably Finest. And I remember the, the the bag inside of the tortilla box was like one of those silver, silvery reflective bags. Well, people out there are certainly more talented than me. And if any of them happen to listen <laughs> to the show for some reason, you know, like, now you got two things you can do. Two if mysteries. you solve that one, I'll give you five bucks. There you go. Because I, I want to know about this. So if you can solve the tortilla one, five dollars <laughs> is on the table, like a hard five bucks. It's just going to come your way like like magic. And I've paid out before. I paid a yeah. hundred dollars for the MP3 that I talked about a while ago. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Trust me, I'm good for it. I'm, I'm a working man. Uh, there's something interesting going on right now, and I don't, I don't, I don't know if it's universal. I, I saw it and in, in posted somewhere. Um, if you know, the, if you ever, you, do you use the app, the Taco Bell app, to order your food? Uh, no, I, mean, I I used it like a couple times just to test it out, but I'd rather just go order. Well, one of the running gags of it is that there's an offers section that is never, there's never anything in it. <laughs> and there's no reason to look at it. And like when the, when it first really hit, they were doing this whole like almost like an alternate reality game thing. You know, there was like this yeah. whole deal. There was like a whole thing that they were doing, and it was all this. I don't know the details, but they did a like a cool thing early, like when the when the app was really picking up steam. And then after that, there was never an offer again. There's just nothing. And every once in a while, people will talk about it, but there's never really an offer. Open your app up right now, because. It's random. I don't know why the, what the difference is, but some people get 20%. Some people get 10. I have 15. It's there. Oh, I can see it. I have 15% off my order available in the app. It expires on uh, 10-3. So open up your fucking app and save that money. Uh, it's available right now. You can go there and you can get the new Beefy Crunch Burrito. Have you tried the new Beefy Crunch Burrito? The, Beefy Crunch Burrito, the re- resurrected Beefy Crunch Burrito, Mike? 
No, I, I should I should know that for several episodes of this podcast, I've been saying that they brought it back, but I was wrong because what they have is the Frito burrito, which is not spicy. So I've been I have been missing the Frito the beefy crunch burrito, and I, I've not even realized it. I almost think the Frito burrito is a little better, and I don't know what the deal is because I got one. I went out and got the beefy crunch because I was like, well, you know, there's a whole Twitter account just dedicated to bringing this thing back that uh, that that has liked some of my tweets, so maybe I should actually go check this thing out. Um, and it's weird because it feels too small. Um, those, those Fritos must be really large. <laughs> it's like a jumble and you, you hold, it's kind of like, you know, you know, some of those dollar burritos, they're good, but they feel yeah. like it's a lot of tortilla with not much in the middle. This is like that. And it's like, it's like if you ever went to the grocery store and decided not to use a basket and you're juggling all like the bottles and cans and bananas and everything in your arms, this is a burrito that's doing that. There's just there's like 300 Fritos in there that are all just jammed and jumbled. And when you bite in, the textures are all wrong because it's a soft burrito, but you're hitting like a giant fingernail, basically. Um, it, it's, it, it tastes fine. There's nothing wrong with it. And if you like, I don't know, fighting your food and like ruining <laughs> your mouth, you know, scrape because, you know, if you're, you're biting into something chewy and then you hit something scratchy and it just tears you up. So I, don't know, I had a little trouble with it. Did you, did you end up trying the triple double? No, I'm gonna I'm gonna go this weekend. Uh, I do want to report though. I have no offers on my Taco Bell app, so Scott is lying. It's hit and miss. I mean, I'll screen cap. <laughs> I'll screen cap this. I'll put my money where my mouth is. Yeah. You, can, you can send me a DM and I'll show you the screen cap of my offer. It's for real. I just took a picture. Did you hear it? Yeah. Yeah. We had we were we were thinking about going going to Taco Bell today, but we decided to see exactly how bad sushi was in Chicago, so we did that instead. <laughs> how bad is it? I mean, it's it's not very good. That, that's for sure. Not very good. <laughs> It's nowhere near an ocean. You need to be near yeah. an ocean to have good stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, the well, the triple double is something that you had asked about a long time ago because it was one of the things that we that we both that just came and went. And it's just it's another one of those things that we talked about where there's so much meat. It's just yeah. six items worth of meat crammed into one thing, which is it's a lot. It's like a lot of food. And um I don't know. I'm not in a hurry because I don't think it's anything new. I think it's just more. And the things that are just more, unless they're really more, like if it's one of those XXL Chalupa things, like those things are ridiculous. That's obscene. So I'm yeah. going to eat that. I'm going to eat <laughs> anything obscene. This doesn't seem obscene. This just seems like too much, too much to bite into. So, you know, good to say if you, if you got the, if you got the discount, go grab the triple double and the beefy crunch and let me know, you know, <laughs> how, just how delicious you think it is. Um, you did actually manage to get out and get something to eat this week though. Yeah, it was a couple weeks ago, but as I've said before on this show, I live near, I live in Chicago, and uh, the McDonald's headquarters is here, which is kind of strange because you never picture that's where McDonald's headquarters would be. Mm-hmm. And uh, they do a, a special McDonald's here that they have a global menu, and I think they change it about once a month. Uh, so far, they only started this in like May or June or something, so it hasn't been around long. And uh, they changed their menu again, so I went there, and it was pretty lackluster because. I don't know. I have a sinking feeling they're they're trying to end this experiment already, but I'll get into that. But uh, the items they had that or they have that I didn't order is something called a morning wrap from the UK, which kind of sounds like something Taco Bell would serve, which is a breakfast wrap, flour tortilla filled with bacon, eggs, and potato roasty, which Mm, is a potato roasty. I like that. Which is I guess what they call hash brown, Um, American cheese sauce. Yeah, that's what it says. Says a potato ro- roasty similar similar to our f- famous McDonald's hash browns, uh, American mm. cheese sausage and choice of ketchup or brown sauce. Um, they have the keep calm Caesar on salad from Canada, which is a salad. They have the I'm griefing out salad also from Canada. I cannot believe I don't think anybody really eats salad from McDonald's, and I <laughs> I don't think people in other countries eat salads from McDonald's either. So I used to eat from, the cup salads, like the, the salad yeah. that they were serving in a cup. I don't know what was in that. <laughs> but it was something. It was, it was almost like, I don't know. It was like a, like the tomatoes tasted like a salsa or something like that, and it was really, it was pretty good. And it was probably because they put, you know, seven hundred calories worth of dressing in the cup or something like that. But that thing, yeah. If you want to drink a, a salad like it was a, like it was a Slurpee while you're, you're riding around town, it was <laughs> yeah. Crazy. But that was like a discount one though. This is like yeah, no one's cheap. no one's buying these premium salads. No. Um, so the things I did order, which the first I'll say was the most excited I was for, was a poutine from Canada. Mm. And uh, I don't know why I was excited for this, but um, 
I've had, I've on, I've actually had fast food poutine before, and it's not that great. So, right. uh, but they're all out. So, so good. They're sold. They're somehow sold out of something at a McDonald's, which is, uh, I think that's physically impossible. I think they just don't want to make it. Yeah. Um, it's like the shake machine. We're out yeah. of shakes. You're not yeah. out of shakes. Uh, I also ordered the Hershey's Cookies and Cream McFlurry from Latin America, and it tasted so much like that one I got from Italy from last time I talked about this that I think it was the same McFlurry. So I'm not, I can't <laughs> review that either. So the only thing I got to eat was the Angus Maestro Burger from the Netherlands. This is a uh, two Angus beef patties seasoned with steak and butter sauce, and topped with a slice of natural white cheddar, two slices of bacon, leaf lettuce, and red red onion rings, ketchup, and wild mustard sauce. Served on an artisan bun topped with sesame and poppy seeds. Jesus, that's a lot so, of stuff. Yeah, so evidence one that I... Well, evidence two, because I think the fact that they are sold out of shit and gave me the wrong thing is the first evidence that they're getting rid of this. Evidence two is uh, they don't. there's no crazy shit on this menu anymore. It's just like, it's pretty normal stuff. Uh, most people have eaten poutine at this point in their lives. It's not like this exotic, unheard of thing like it was in the 90s and the 80s. Uh, no one's ordering salads and this maestro burger is just something they can make regularly. Mm. So, uh, the third thing that tipped me off is I was there with, uh, Brian, AKA the thrift store jobber who mm -hmm. I believe listens to this show. He was also very pissed at another poutine because that's what he was looking forward to too. Uh, while we were eating, uh, one of the workers, the employees came up to our table, which isn't that weird there. Cause it's like a place where they serve you at your table. Right. So it's not like, no, no, they don't, they don't wait on you, but like you order, and then you sit down and they, they serve you your food. Uh, but no, one of the employees came to the table and she was like, hey, did she's like, are you enjoying your food? Blah, blah, blah. She's like, did you happen to order anything from the global menu? And we both said, yeah. And she was just like, okay. And just like walked away. Like, There's no follow up <laughs> to that. So I think they're just like taking a head count to see how many people actually right. order from the global menu. So if you guys want to experience McDonald's that you cannot get all over the place. And uh, you're in Chicago. You better act fast because I think this is ending. But outside of that, the Maestro Burger was fine. That, uh, you know, that sesame and poppy seed, it sounds stupid. It sounds like a real bad gimmick to just say you have an artisanal bun because it has two different kinds of dumb seeds on it. But it was pretty fucking good. <laughs> and uh, that mustard sauce tasted kind of like, had a little like horseradish back end. And that was pretty good too. This was a very good sandwich from, uh, I think Brian, who is more well-versed in McDonald's food, said it was whatever. Yeah. Uh, he said it was like, you know, a, a fine sandwich. But I thought this was pretty fucking good. It is like seven bucks, though. So I would never <laughs> buy this again. Like, never, ever in a million years. Uh, that, that, is, that is too much for anything at McDonald's. Yeah. I don't know, man. Like, I, I think I'm going to have to take my fate and my future and, my, and maybe my life in my own hands. Because I'm, I am I really just want to eat the, the chocolate french fries from Japan. Yeah. And it's like, that's something I probably make. I should bring some Ovaltine and some Hershey syrup into... You know, talk about myself and make, or sorry, McDonald's myself and make it, make it on the spot. But they got to be getting there. They got to, they got to be there. They got to be close to it. That's really um, what's like. They could make that a destination thing. They could definitely yeah. make that into some sort of stupid little Instagram paradise. Yeah. And even if they had a section, imagine if you got rounded up and you had to sit in the international section. Sorry, did That's... you order from the international menu? <laughs> you have to sit over there in the weird <laughs> section and it's all upside down. That's the other thing that, that, that sucks about this McDonald's is they don't, they don't advertise this shit anywhere. Like I was Googling this every day to see when they change the menu because they, they don't have their own website. Uh, all of this ad copy that came out just came out yesterday. And I, I had this shit like a couple weeks ago. I only found out through like Instagram hashtags. So Jeez. McDonald's needs to step their game up with this, this global menu shit. Cause it's, it's, it's real lame. Hmm. Well, I can't, I mean, I, I'm, I'm still going to try it if I get out there, but I, I, yeah. I, it, it's what I thought. It's definitely yeah. like a half-assed, you know, it's not It's not the thing that it should be. It's yeah. definitely what I was expecting. It's just like in fucking, I don't think it's there anymore, but years ago there was a Burger King in Times Square mm -hmm. that sold a Whopper that was the size of a pizza. And they, it's just like this thing that you got to know. <laughs> you can't, like it's not like <laughs> they don't tell you, but you know, if you walk in there, you'll see it on the menu. And yeah. it's like, you know, you do shit like that. You got you to gotta tell the world. Have you seen it, it, it? It's you know every time a friend clicks like on like the Washington Post or something like that, mm. uh, Facebook shares an article with me about like a hundred eighty dollar uh, beef sandwich. Have I don't think seen I've seen thing? that one. I don't think I've seen that. One. It looks super plain. Like it, it, you know, it's it's one of those things where it's it's obviously like consciously made to look you know understated. So it's really lit, like literally a slab of beef on yeah. bread. And I think that there's a little gourmet action to it beside that, but it's some sort of wagyu, you know, it's, it's some sort of, 
yeah. you know, Japanese sake rubbed, you know, massage <laughs> beef. Um, and it's like $180 or something. It's, it's some insane amount of money, 200 bucks. Maybe it's 300 bucks. I don't know, but it's, it's, a, it's a lot. And, uh, you know, the guy ate it and uh, he's like, yeah, it's good. Tastes good. It's like, a, <laughs> I, I guess it's, it's fine. So if you ever had, not, not for $300, have you ever had a piece of beef that you thought was worth $80? 80? 50. Man. You ever had a fifty dollars slab of beef that you thought every was worth $50? every beef I've had that was fifty dollars was worth fifty dollars for sure. I can't think of it. I, I mean, I've had some expensive beef. I guess I've never really been to the right I, places. I've never had a piece of beef that I thought was better than just making beef at home. Like what? What's the difference? I mean, I, well, like, I think that's the other thing is I eat I eat steak and beef so rarely. Like I would never make it at home. So it's a treat so even when i get it at that price like i could i could tell this is this is worth it um i had there's a place in new york called Minetta tavern and they famously have a 30 dollar cheeseburger yeah. and it is just you know it's one of those things where you just get a burger with a bun and uh some cheese on it and you're not allowed to put ketchup or anything on it Whoa. and you're like what the fuck man i paid 30 dollars for this yeah. but uh it's it's worth it man you bite into that and it's like nothing you've ever had in your life before all right i'll try it <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll try it. It's it's really it's just that beef because I don't like I don't think it's I don't think beef is bad. I just don't think I think beef is kind of foolproof. I think if you buy a nice cut of beef and like cook it on your stove in a pan, you know, and you can watch videos uh, uh, like from, of Gordon Ramsay or whoever like making beef with butter and it, that's not yeah. it's not hard. To, there's nothing to it. There's absolutely nothing to making beef delicious at your house. So I'm I'm down to find out. I just every time I creep up on the money. With with beef, I'm just like it still just tastes like beef to me. Beef is always good. Like, why did I pay so much extra for this? I could have gone to like Five Guys, and that burger would taste really good. And <laughs> who cares? You had a mole regret. You said I had a couple. Of them. aren't exciting so don't get too excited guys they're just things i wanted to get off my chest and i you know i wanted i kind of invented this this segment so it's true kind of want to keep it going so i gotta have them sometimes we gotta keep they're not exciting yeah i gotta keep the copyright uh this is cathartic feelings for me there's one money regret and there's one time regret and uh the money regret is another story with brian aka thrift store jobber i went to go hang out with him in cleveland because we went to wrestling and uh, I know, I know. Um, Scott is not into the uh, the four twenty type of uh, lifestyle. So for Scott and people out there <laughs> that aren't, I'll explain that. Uh, you know, now it's it's pretty common for you to have like kind of a vape pen of weed now. Like that's yeah. just kind of the normal thing. And uh, that's so jewel, if you're a jewel, <laughs> yeah, basically like a jewel full, filled with weed. It, but it's like liquid weed. It's not weed weed and um, liquid. Yeah, it's liquid. So if you ever hear a, a vape noise, that's not Scott ripping fat clouds. That's uh, Shit. that's probably my, my vape pen. But so I had I had that on me, and uh, we went to a uh, we went to a fucking I was gonna say tag sale, but I forgot that's like a regional term. A flea market, white and, elephant. Yeah, we went to a white elephant sale. Uh, we went to a flea market, and uh, I had it in my pocket, and the uh, I guess my pocket like there's other shit in my pocket and it held down the the vaporizer button <laughs> and uh so and this was like like you had a smoke machine yeah so i mean to like i i don't re- remember i don't know how many milliliters or whatever the fuck it is but it's basically a week's worth of weed basically inside <laughs> of this like vial this this liquid vial and it was brand new and yeah i just left the button down and i was walking through this flea market going man it smells really good in here it smells like <laughs> this whole thing smells like weed like everybody must be smoking weed in here and this then down uh, gets down yeah <laughs> and then after a while i'm like why is my fucking thigh so hot and it's because this thing, <laughs> this metal contraption in my pants has been just fucking been going for 10 minutes burning up all my my whole entire week's worth of weed and uh you know almost breaking my machine and uh yeah i, I finally figured it out I took the thing out of my, my pocket it was like fucking ten thousand degrees i'd like throw it in one of the bags i was carrying and just let it cool off and uh yeah that was like you know 
give or take 60 bucks down the drain in like five minutes. And Did you like, like lick your pant leg and snort no, it up and like try no. and breathe in? <laughs> There's none of that. There's none of that. <laughs> so uh, that was kind of a bummer. Um, but I got over it. And that's the I should have I should have ended with that one because the other one's not exciting <laughs> at all. <laughs> My other one is uh, more of a time waster. And uh, this actually has to do with virtual pros. My other podcast and Instagram and Twitter and whatever. And uh, we sell shirts, as uh, a lot of people probably know. Yeah. And uh, I've been using stamps.com to... This is not an ad for stamps.com, by the way. This <laughs> I was, was going to launch into one. <laughs> we're not launching into stamps.com ads. But no, uh, you know, after the first shirt release, I was like, I could probably just use stamps.com. And this would be way easier. So I got stamps.com. So I convenient. Never, so convenient. Yeah, it's so convenient. And if you sign up with the code border boss, <laughs> you'll get a hundred dollars in free merchandise. Uh, no, no, I started using stamps.com and I didn't really dig deep in how to use it. I basically figured out what I needed to do. And that was that. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I was fine with it for the past two years, two fucking years. I was fine with it. And, um, I, they just kind of like changed their interface a little recently, you know, just like uh, moved a few buttons around, just, you know, bullshit cosmetic stuff people do on websites. <laughs> and so I noticed there was like a button that says like, oh, integrate this, uh, you know, integrate your website with stamps.com. Right. And, you know, you'll just get the order sent automatically stamps.com. And I was like, oh, man, that is such a cool, new, convenient thing that that's fucking awesome i'm gonna save so this much time doing this this is definitely an ad this is a fucking <laughs> ad what the fuck are you doing man it's not it's not an ad if you're uh, making money i want to make money too <laughs> jesus fucking christ uh but no so i was like oh that's cool uh brian again thrift store jobber this is just a thrift store jobber episode uh he also uses stamp.com because he sells old t-shirts old used t-shirts yeah. he uh he has like men. He has like bigger men sweat in these t-shirts, and then and then he just he cuts out the armpit part and sells those to uh to perverts on the internet. It's a real weird business. It's thrift store jobber on uh, Instagram if you're into that stuff. But uh, I you know I said said to him uh, I was like oh hey they just did this this they added this fucking option on stamps.com that's great and he was like they've had that forever and I was just like no they haven't it's new it's brand new I just like a brand new button he's like. I'll look at it when I get home. And he looked at it and he's like, yeah, man, this has just been there forever. They just switched where the button was. So I basically have uh, wasted, you know, roughly, I mean, it's only over, it's over two years, so it's not a lot, but I probably wasted about 22 hours of my time uh, just kind of like manually inputting every single order into the fucking stamps.com when I could have just been kicking my feet back, just pressing, pressing one button and just seeing all of them print out. So, uh, So I really blew it, and uh, I didn't want to tell that story on Virtual Pros because it would be embarrassing, and I don't want people to know that this is very big shame. But. I'm highly pleased that we just sidestepped into the world of e-commerce podcasting. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we got tips like, for you. Next week, we're, I'm going to explain how you can set up an Amazon store that, that drop ships print on demand <laughs> without any human intervention. <laughs> And actually, uh, you know, anybody who's very bored should scour our Twitter account because Mike and I made a shirt a while ago <laughs> that is still for sale. Yeah. Um, so there was uh, this this week. Was it this week? There was a uh, poll in Podcast Town that Mike set up and uh, it was for it was called Fast Food Survivor. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was heated. People got very upset. Uh, people quit. I think people quit podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but Taco Bell won, of course. Of yeah. course Taco Bell won. It's like the only thing that's kind of different. You know, like burgers, 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 sandwiches, and then Taco Bell. Taco Bell is kind of like, you know, it's different. It's 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 got a little pizzazz. So, of course it won. And besides, we put our weight behind it. We put our considerable weight behind it. Yeah. You, I mean, did, we, you, you were voting for Taco Bell, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, of course it won. But not only did it win in Podcast Town, Taco Bell won in the world because uh, I don't know what the hell this thing is. People are always sending us stuff like this, but they won like Mexican Restaurant of the Year again. Hmm. Some, excuse me, some poll from Equitrend. They, you know, polled six trillion people, thousands and thousands of people. And the best Mexican restaurant this year, which it won, it won over Moe's from last year, which it's like, <laughs> this, this, 
I didn't know there was enough Moe's for the, for that many people to vote for it. But uh, this year, uh, Taco Bell is uh, is the number one uh, Mexican restaurant in in America or the world, or the number one Mexican brand or something like that. Um, that you know that kind of makes sense because also the other did you did everybody send you? Well, first of all, does everybody send you Taco Bell stuff now that you're an official Taco Bell podcaster? No, I mean I get I get more of it. I don't know if I get all of it, but I do get more of it. It's, it's just people automatically. It's the only kind yeah. of communication I get from some people. Uh, the other thing they sent me this week is that there was a drive-through that wouldn't serve anybody who didn't speak Spanish. That <laughs> 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 shit's cool. That that's awesome. So there's a whole video of this woman having a fight with them, and they just keep talking to her in Spanish, and they won't take her <laughs> order. <laughs> so maybe it is the number one Mexican restaurant in America. You know, before you change the subject, I will say I was thinking. I've been thinking about that not just because of this article, but you know, when we were when we were younger, there was many places that tasted like Taco Bell, and now there's none. Yeah. So it kind of makes sense that they're the number one. Like no one thinks Taco Bell is a normal taco anymore. Right. Everybody knows what a normal taco looks like. So you know, Taco Bell's like its own thing now. It's like its own food almost. Right. It's like McDonald's burger isn't really a burger. It's like a yeah. pellet. It's like a yes. food pellet or something like that. Taco Bell is kind of the same way. But yeah, that's actually one of the other hidden treats if you watch our video from uh, a week or two ago. Um, is that right below Taco Bell on the mall directory is Tacos Etc. Mm-hmm. Like, that used to be much more common is that yeah. in the food court there would be a sketchy taco place in addition to Taco Bell. And, and it would have the same, yeah, it would have the same hard shell, gritty meat, lettuce yeah. kind of uh, taco. Virtually identical, but maybe a little bit more rotten. And ours, yeah. the, the one I talked about in our neighborhood was Taco Pronto, and it was gross. It was really gross. And um, the owner died, I think, in a drive-through riding his bicycle, <laughs> or something <laughs> like that. Maybe I'm embellishing that. I don't know. <laughs> I'm gonna leave it there. Um. So the other news item that uh was was sent to me a while ago. This is actually a little bit old news. Is that they're they're like doubling down on the feed the beat thing. Taco Bell feed the beat. Um, one of my first episodes was about Feed the Beat because there was all these bands I'd never heard of that were getting, you know, I don't even know, you get funded, you get like Tacos for Life on the Road or whatever. And they, I think that they've changed it now and all you have to do is go fill out a form. So we can do it, Mike. We're a yep. band. We can go yep. fill it out. We can get a $500 gift card. They just, they just, they'll just straight up send you 500 bucks. If they like whatever you send them, uh, you get 500 bucks and uh, then you can take, take your act on the road and eat eat $500 worth of chalupas and then hopefully come home safe and sound uh, because you're the only band that week that actually got to eat while you're on tour. <laughs> um, so, Mike, you know, you've toured little. I have toured little. Not, I think you've toured more than me because unlike me, you're like social and you'll go out with your friends' bands. Yeah. I've never. No one's <laughs> asked me, but, <laughs> but I also probably wouldn't have done it. Uh, so you've like been the merch guy or just like the guy who went along for the ride and uh, gotten to tour the country probably significantly more than me because of that. Um, first of all, would you live on Taco Bell if you're out for two weeks? I think everybody who goes on tour, I don't know anymore. This is, It's been years since I've done it. But, um, you know, I think back then everybody had the same sentiment where they're like, oh, we're going to we're going to bring a bunch of groceries and we're going to eat those. So we don't have to make all these stops at fast food places. And that lasts like, you know, a day, maybe, maybe a day. (laughs) And then you're just hitting every single fucking fast food place you see. I think I get, it's tough, man. I can definitely, I, you know, I honestly think if we presented this, this uh, podcast to Taco Bell, we could get this fucking deal because they seem cool enough or they'd be like, Mm -hmm. they're the only Taco Bell podcast. Why don't we, why don't we we hook them up? But, um, it, it's tough because I have mixed feelings about this. I, I'm one of those people that even though I don't drive, uh, mm-hmm. so it's more on the driver, but, um, I'm, I don't, I do not like eating in a car. I, d- I don't like it. Mm-hmm. I don't like if it's eating in the car, if it's moving, if it's not moving, I just do not like eating in a car. And, uh, you get Taco sick Bell, from I, it? Yeah. no, I don't get sick from it. I just like, I, I need to have, you know, peace when I eat basically. <laughs> like I can't just have this chaos where like I have to worry about shit falling on the ground and shit. Right. Like I, I can't, man. And uh, Taco Bell is like probably one of the, le- the things I like the least to eat in a car. Oh, it's very so, inconvenient. It's very, yeah, it's, it's very, good. yeah, yeah. So it's it's kind of crazy that all the uh, all the places. I mean, they do have the crunch wrap, so I guess they are thinking about the bands a little. Yeah, but it, it's still a messy thing to eat in a car or a van. So I, I do appreciate the sentiment, and I could 
you know, live on, on Taco Bell if I had to. Mm-hmm. But it's it's definitely not my most convenient in a car all the time food. That's for sure. That would be actually interesting if instead of giving you just a like a, a carte blanche five hundred dollar card, you got a special card that gave you a, the feed the beat wrap. That was like a specialty <laughs> item. That's all you could get. You could go yeah. to any Taco Bell America, but they would give you, they would hand you a special item that was made to be eaten while dri- driving, like yeah. better than, like different than the Crunch Ranch. Just a tube, deep fried tube that's like made to be solid and, and integral. Yeah. And KF- has, yeah, KFC did it a couple of years ago, so there's no reason. Taco Bell and KFC, the same yeah. fucking people, they could do it. This is an idea you guys can use, Taco Bell. I also think that feed the beef, yeah, I think it's beefed up, uh, no pun intended. I think it's mm-hmm. beefed up a little because. I do think back in the day it was just like you could get bean burritos for free or something. I right. I don't think you could even get like good items. <laughs> uh, when you are out there on the road, do you target uh, any kind of food or, or do you like well, gun for anything? Yeah, I'm a piece of shit. So I also <laughs> obviously want to go to uh, every single fast food place that I don't normally have. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, you know, where I'm from. So I've been to most fast food places in the country that exist just because I'm a piece of shit. Yeah. I, uh, I was trying to make it a point to go to a Taco Bell. Like, this is a long time ago. I was probably like 20 or 19. And I was trying to go to a Taco Bell in every city or town that I would ever visit. <laughs> uh, and, and, you know, as, as you pass through life and acquire girlfriends, they, they won't let you do that. They just won't. Yeah. No, <laughs> like no, no. No girlfriend is going to say, you know, well, maybe I don't know. Maybe that maybe she's out there, but uh, you know, <laughs> at the at the time, the ladies that I was spending time with were not interested in all, once again going to just another Taco Bell because we were like in another because you you go to, you go on day trips and stuff. You don't go like somewhere for a week. Yeah, of course you can go to Taco Bell one night if you're out somewhere for a week. But I wanted to go to Taco Bell every time I set foot in another place <laughs> until the I think I think where I drew the line I drew the line twice. So I have two lines. The first line was that when I went uh, on the the one of the warp tours or one of the something that was in Northampton, the Northampton Taco Bell can eat shit because that place <laughs> served me actual rotten food and the sour cream oh on my food was spoiled. It was like cottage cheese. It was spoiled ass. No good. <laughs> and, and it broke my heart. Like I was, I've never, I, to that point I'd never had a really bad Taco Bell experience. That was my first <laughs> truly bad. And the other one, is that uh, I don't know if people know this, but up to uh, up to up until maybe recently, there were no Taco Bells in Manhattan, except for yeah. one. And I didn't think about there was no GPS on your phone back then. There was nothing like that. I didn't know it, and I don't really do New York City. I don't know anything about it, but I wanted to go to this place, and I just ended up walking like eight hundred blocks. <laughs> I walked through all of New York City and everywhere and up and down, and didn't know where I was going. And I'm not really that great with directions. I walked all over hell and creation to get to the only Taco Bell in Manhattan. And of course it was terrible. You know, like that, that, that kind of place is never really good. Like the fast food places, cause they're competing with real stuff. So yeah, who, go, yeah. who goes to them? That's for like, I, I, I think it's for people that are working and stuff like that. It's not for, you know, travel. Well, it's that and that they still have the highest volume of people that come in out of any other fast food right. places in the country. So they have to serve 38,000 people every day. <laughs> right, so right. you're not getting the, the best quality food ever. So I gave up on that dream quite a while ago. I still like if I'm somewhere, I'll still think about it. But now I'm kind of with you. I want to go, you know, to, uh, you know, like Whataburger or just places yeah. that I don't get the Waffle House or someplace that, that I don't get to I don't get to eat very often. <clears throat> did I I don't know. Did I ever tell my Chi Chi story on Border Boss? I have no idea. I don't I don't know what that is. It sounds familiar. I've heard Chi Chi's before, but I don't know. I've told people this story. Yeah. I don't know if I've told. Well, first of all, I haven't. I haven't. I have. I have a mystery I want you to dispel because I'm. I don't know if you were there, but I'm sure you know about it. Daniel, from mm-hmm. uh, Check the Tape podcast, and also just from our lives, like a like a pal, and uh, kissing. He was kissing contest for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, a long time ago, I had heard that he had he went on tour with some friends, and didn't have any money. <laughs> Brought a box of cereal. <laughs> <laughs> he thought he was going to go on tour for a week or something like that and he just brought like a box of Captain Crunch and immediately Sawyer or someone stole his box of Captain Crunch and like yeah. ended up a tree. Yeah, that- yeah, that was, yeah, that was, it was a weekend trip, but yeah, I was there, yeah. So that, that actually was, happened? Uh, yeah, that was a, that was a reign of terror tour. That was the uh our weekend. That was when we gave Scott uh, Jay a hot foot and uh he, he blamed it all on sawyer and smacked the shit out of him and it was, right. it was me but you know what you can do and then he when he was so mad 
<laughs> this is this ties into a fast food thing. He was so mad we all went to Denny's in the morning or something, and he wouldn't sit with us. He sat at the, the fucking <laughs> the bar, like the di- the bar area of Denny's, like a fucking weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> that seems like like because he's been a dad since he's been a dad person since he well, since yeah. well before he was a dad. Yeah, that seems like was, a dad thing. Yeah. To, to like leave your family for a while and go sit and be red faced angry somewhere. <laughs> the well, yeah, Daniel did bring a whole cereal. That's, that's true. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, once when it, my bands never really toured far and wide and we, you know, we had jobs when we were kids. So we always had a little bit of walking around money. And one, one time when we were out somewhere, we decided we want to go to a Chi Chi's, which was, I think it's defunct. I don't know if it's still around anymore. It's still, you can buy the chips and stuff at stores, but I think the restaurants are gone or mostly gone. They're gone from here anyway. And they're one of those places that had like an eco, like a, like a really bad E. coli scare. So that, that <laughs> helped shut them down. Um, we went to one and, uh, you know, I went into the bathroom and my friend Jay went into the bathroom and we were in different stalls and we heard, and well, we walked past this guy who was in like a blue, he was like a little old man in like a blue disco suit or like a blue tuxedo or something like just something really odd, like a leisure suit or something. It was powder blue. And we go into the stalls and we hear like, <laughs> and it was, uh, it was bad scene. And, uh, it kept going and, and, and it was tick- it was going on for much longer than we thought. And, you know, <laughs> I looked out over the stall and he was definitely kind of like just haunched over this, uh, this, this urinal and shaking things and doing things and just manipulating something in the front. And, you know, I, I assumed the worst, obviously. Um, and you know, he was, he kept making this, this hawking noise and this like inhuman Cthulhu growl from his guts. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we walked we both came out of the stall, go to wash our hands and look over and uh, the urinals filled with like blood and mucus or something. <laughs> and he's just kind of like looking at it and spitting into it and like zipping himself back up. So he was peeing while he did. <laughs> just oh my taking God. Taking the chance to pee oh while he God. did this. And uh, then he reached down into the mess and swished his fingers around a little bit and pulled up his dentures and shook <laughs> Oh urinal, my god, man! That's shook him up. off and put him back in his mouth and walked out. <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't been back to Chi Chi's. <laughs> Order, boss and friends.